Welcome to The Rock Pod, presented by the Royal Oak Michigan Chamber of Commerce. I am John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I am Lisa Bibby, your realtor with Keller Williams Advantage. We're really excited to welcome today's guest, Marjorie Salson from Vibrant Vocal Power. She's a communication confidence coach. She empowers reluctant speakers to create clear, compelling messages, to gain engaging presentation skills, and to communicate with poise and confidence, whether they're talking to one person or a thousand, on stage, online, on the phone, and networking, so they can reach their professional goals and share their gifts with the world. Marjorie, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you very much for inviting me. I appreciate it. Welcome. So I know with public speaking, I mean, people have a range of nauseous to breaking out in cold sweats to their mind goes completely blank. So what is it about speaking in public that makes people so afraid? Well, first of all, I'd like to define, I have a very broad definition of public speaking. Everybody thinks it's <laughs> giving a speech. I think it's any time you talk to somebody other than yourself. A lot of the people I've been working with recently they don't want to go networking. You want me to go out there and talk to all those strangers? Are you kidding me? We got locked down and we were in Hollywood squares for so long. <laughs> we wanted to, you know, actually meet people, shake hands. Oh, my God. And as far as what uh, scares people, well, nobody's worried about a, a tiger bounding off the stage. There's not a physical fear. It's an emotional fear. And there are three basic ones. Yeah, please do expound on those three. Okay, well, the first one is criticism. We all hate to be criticized. That's the stupidest thing I ever heard. Where'd you get that nutty idea? <laughs> and you know who's the worst critic? Yourself. We are our own worst critics. We beat ourselves up. Oh, I can't believe I said it that way. <laughs> what are the other two? Well, the second is rejection. No way, Jose. That doesn't fit for me. I'll get back to you next week, next year, <laughs> next millennium. In this business, you have to hear a thousand no's to get one yes. Actually, my brand includes a lighthouse. And that lighthouse is a metaphor for your message. What's the purpose of a lighthouse? To rescue the boats that need it. Yeah. But what I tell people is, and that's why this lighthouse is a wonderful metaphor. I said, you know, if a boat passes a lighthouse by, it doesn't round down the shoreline after that boat. If you have a good message, it sorts between the people who need your rescue and those who don't. So Marjorie, do we miss the third? No, the third is the big mama of them all. It kind of encompasses the other two. The third is failure. Oh, God, I did such a rotten job. I look so stupid, or even worse. Oh, geez, I, I should have, you know, I should have called that person back. I should have, should have, should have. We all, you know, this the should have, would have, could have disease. I should have done this. I could have done it if I'd known what to say, if I wasn't so afraid of saying it. I, I would have done it if I had some skills, you know, a toolbox full of things to get over my fears. That's one of the things I love to share with people. There's never such thing as failure. There's only such thing as learning. Yes. The thing is, if you want to get good at something, one of my mottos is you have to be really bad at something in order <laughs> to get really good at it. That's how you learn. I mean, listen, you pick up a tennis racket. After a year or two, do you expect to play center court at Wimbledon? I mean, really? <laughs> yes. Those are my expectations of myself. <laughs> I like the rule of three, Marjorie, because three is a good number to digest. We talked about three fears. What about three strategies for people that they can use to help 
or reduce nerves, fear, that sort of thing when it comes to public speaking? The first one is before. One of the laws I teach people is stop running horror movies in your mind. Thinking ahead, all oh, this, I, I'm going to make a fool of myself. I'll drop my notes out. You know, we, we foresee all of these catastrophes. Change the channel. Play a better movie. Play a movie of you going up there and, and being concise and clear and compelling. And it helps, of course, to be well prepared. And so if you prepare ahead of time and, and you know pretty much what you want to say, and that's true in networking. You really need to know how to introduce yourself effectively. So those are the ahead of time things. And then during, you want to focus on what you're saying, not worrying about how it's coming out. Just focus on the fact that you are offering people a gift, things that some of those people need. And if you keep it a secret, you are not serving people who need you. So come from a place of obligation. That's number two. Whenever I'm networking or meeting somebody new, I always try to take the pressure off of myself completely and just turn it into finding out more about them. Absolutely. So asking them questions about who they are, and that alleviates the pressure of you saying or doing the right or wrong thing. Okay. So the third thing to remember is that when you feel nervous, it's energy circulating in your body. And really, fear and excitement are two sides of the same coin. You kind of feel the same energy circulating, whether you're afraid or you're excited. But it's your brain that decides which it is. So decide it's excitement. Infuse your message with the energy and excitement of sharing something of real value. I mean, we've all heard speakers who have absolutely no enthusiasm about <laughs> what they're saying. And they are boring. It also helps, by the way, to breathe deeply. When you breathe deeply, you give your body a physical message that you're safe. You don't start breathing deeply if a tiger's chasing you, you know. Yes, it is a calming mechanism for sure. So can you suggest any tips for people who don't like how they sound to improve the quality of their voice? Okay. Think of your voice as if it were a pipe organ. And actually, when somebody's a good singer, they say that person has good pipes. Yeah. When you think about a pipe organ, the higher the note, the less air that's needed. But if you want to improve the resonance of your voice so that you don't sound like this, <laughs> think about giving your vocal cords, your pipes, more air. And you do that by breathing supporting your voice with no more air. If you think about your voice, your body is a pipe organ. Your lungs are the bellows. They're the supplier of the air. So you want to make sure as you're talking to always breathe deeply, not just when you start, but between sentences. And by the way, as you keep breathing deeply, that helps keep you calm as well because you're giving your body this message that you're safe. It's safe to take a deep breath. I think our nature is that when you get excited, you start to talk in a higher and higher, higher voice, right? But as you're more calm, like you're, the tone of your voice actually lowers. And it's a real subtlety that you start to become aware of. So the calmer you are, the more breathing you are, actually the lower tone you have. Well, I think that's because when we get nervous, we tend to start breathing shallowly. Yeah. 
You know, it's funny, in my background as a radio DJ and now as a podcast host and producer, I can't tell you how many people have said when they hear themselves on tape or whatever the digital equivalent is, oh, I, I, I didn't know my voice sounded like that. And I think the physiology is really interesting because in your own head, the way you hear your own voice is the way it's conducting off the bones in your inner ear and your brain and all that. But when somebody else hears your voice, none of that is at play. It's just what comes out of your mouth. So your voice never sounds the same to yourself as it does to other people listening. And I think people have to understand that and have to get over that hump when it comes to hearing themselves on a podcast, for example. You just said the magic words. I had to do that because in real estate, I do a ton of videos. And it's like the first time you you shoot a video and you listen to yourself, it's like, ooh, I don't like that. That doesn't sound like me. <laughs> yeah, but you have to just say, get over it, because that is what you sound like. And you can't change the entire tone of your voice when you're talking with people. So you might as well own it, whatever that sounds like, and just embrace it. Well, the other thing that you can do, actually, the studies show people get more meaning from the tone of your voice. Mm. than from the actual words. Yes. But one of the things I like to help people with is something that's called vocal variety. That is something I studied when I was studying becoming a voice actor. You know, those people who do those commercials and boring robocalls. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or the movie people in a world. <laughs> <laughs> right. And the other thing that people don't use properly, I want to give everybody this wonderful handy hint. People do not use a pause when they should. The power of a pause. And the worst time not to use a pause is when you ask a question. Mm -hmm. When you ask a question, you open an open loop in somebody's brain and they're thinking about the answer. They're not thinking or are paying attention to anything you're saying. So when you ask a question, pause. Wow. The other time to pause is when you say something that's really important and you want it to sink in. And if you want to study masters of pauses, watch comedians. Yes. We have a tendency just in human nature that when we say something very powerful, then our brain wants to ramble on and on about it. But there's so much more impact when you can make a powerful statement and just pause. Yeah, let it sink in. I can't tell you how many client podcasts that I edit where people feel the need to fill the gap and they're filling the gap with the um, ah, uh, like, you know, or their guest says something and they feel like every 30 or 60 seconds they have to say, oh yeah, good point. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leaving that pregnant pause or that intentional pause can cause that content to be so much more powerful. So I love what you're saying there, Marjorie. It's kind of like in music, you know, it's imagine a composer. And if they were to just sit there and hit all the keys all at once and ramble on, it would actually tune you out and not want to listen to that song. But when they play notes together and then they stop and then they play some more notes, it's those pauses that actually make the powerful effect that music has on you. Yeah, absolutely. And when you go to a live performance and it ends and you can hear in a good hall, like orchestra hall that we have in Detroit, mm. the sound reverberates after the last note is played and really wonderful performances. The audience doesn't start clapping right away. Yes. They let that sound reverberate. Marjorie, in just over 10 minutes, you have given us so many great tips and so much great insight when it comes to speaking 
What is the biggest benefit that people can expect to get when they work with you directly at Vibrant Vocal Power? It's very interesting you should ask that because that's another metaphor of mine. Effective communication is like a three-legged stool. And if one leg is missing, <laughs> that's what happens. And I call those legs what, how, and allow. What's your message? Is it clear? Is it concise? Is it compelling? And does it resonate with your ideal people? How are you presenting it? If you're writing it, is it a big blob of text in a small font that the human eye cannot read? <laughs> and you emails like that, a friend of mine says she does the dance of the divinity. <laughs> and when you're speaking it, are you using your voice to good effect? Are you using the tone of your voice? Are you asking questions that sound like questions? Are you pausing where you should? And if there are certain places where you feel nervous, and we all have our certain places where we feel nervous. Oh, yeah. You have tools in your toolbox to handle those nerves so that they don't sabotage you. So I think what makes me unusual is that no matter which of those issues people come to me for, they end up getting all three. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So as a first in our podcast, you're actually going to be offering a free resource to listeners. Do you want to reveal what that is? Well, absolutely. One of the ways that you grow your business is by speaking to other people's audiences on podcasts. That's right. And do you prepare for it in a way that gives you the opportunity to create an irresistible interview? So my complimentary gift to everybody who's listening is how to prepare for an irresistible interview. And you can find that by going to my website, Vibrant Vocal power.com forward slash interview. Oh, I love it. Well, thank you so much for offering that to everyone. I'm sure everyone will find a huge benefit in that. Now it is time for our fishbowl question of the day, where we ask a totally random question. Okay. John, can you pull our fishbowl question? All right. Let me reach down here. This is an interesting one. Oh, dear. We'll put you on the spot. If you could be any age for the rest of your life, which age would you choose? I choose to be my current age for at least another 20 years. I love it. <laughs> because you have the experience of having your lived everything to your life to this point? or when, uh, That wasn't a clear answer. I'm 83 years old. and I'm No, intention- you're not. You are not. Yes, yes. No. And my intention is to be the most fabulous 100-year-old babe you ever met. Well, you've got a great start. So I intend to be fabulous at every age that I'm living and blessed to live. So what is your skin trick? Because your skin is beautiful. You've got to have something up your sleeve. So I learned at an early age that it's not a good idea to fry, roast, or boil your skin in the sun. When your body is dehydrated, It takes water moisture from the places that won't kill you. Well, it won't kill you if it takes moisture from your skin, Mm. but you end up with wrinkles. So hydrate, 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 inside and out. That is what I've done. The other thing is don't smoke. And my last piece of advice, pick your ancestors carefully. (laughs) 
Genes can certainly be a big part of it. Marjorie, this has been a really fun conversation with you today. We're going to have your website and the link to your free resource in our show notes. But any other ways listeners can reach out to you to work with you? Actually, if they want to uh, have a chat on Zoom, I have a URL book with Marjorie, M-A-R-J-O-R-I-E dot com. Thank you so much, Marjorie. It was fantastic to have you on our show and remind everybody to breathe slow and stay calm. My name is Lisa Bibby. I'm a realtor with Keller Williams Advantage. I put the real back in realtor. We want you to love where you live. Questions about buying or selling your home? Call today. My website is soldbylisab.com and you can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Instagram at soldbylisab. And I am John Gay from Jag and Detroit Podcast. After Marjorie gets you confident with your voice and your message and how to be on a podcast, I will help produce and create that podcast for you. You can find me online at jagindetroit.com or on social media at jagindetroit. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Rock Pod, produced for the Royal Oak, Michigan Chamber of Commerce. For more information about chamber events or how to get involved, you can visit royaloakchamber.com. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.